Welcome to the Boost Your Boutique podcast. I'm your host, Emily Benson, corporate merchant turned boutique owner turned consultant. I want you to start, grow, and scale your boutique business right here with me. If you're ready to master your mindset, margins, and marketing, you're in the right place. Hello, hello, hello. I'm back, kind of. Uh, How are you guys? How are you doing? I hope you're having fun. I hope you're resting. Let me be honest. I hope you're resting. It's January. I'm recording this in January. I have been resting too. I've also been super sick. I was sick for like a month and it really, mm, it threw things off. So we're catching up, but also we're doing okay. You know, we're all doing okay. If you're in my courses, you know, we're still going. We're still going. Things behind the scene are still going. I just kind of shut off social media and I shut off everything because I shut off the whole thing. Well, if you're new here, hi, I'm Emily Benson. I'm the host of this beautiful podcast and I'm the founder of Boutique Training Academy, which is an online platform for you to get professional level retail education for your boutique or your wholesale company or your retail company, your small, you know, independent retail company. I generally work with businesses under $5 million. That's the bulk of what I do, but I am qualified and more than happy to work with businesses making more because let me tell you, I just have been seeing this past year, so many of these direct-to-consumer brands like Ariel Charnas of Something Navy, she just had to sell her company for a dollar. I'm going to quote this wrong because I, I don't know what the article says. She got a lot of money when she launched, I think, from venture capital. And a lot of you guys are like, I, I would never do this. Da, da, da. It's, it's like a different level of running your retail business. And it's great. Like, go for it, girlfriend. We love a good, like, we love getting funded. My question for her and my question for a lot of other companies that are like filing for bankruptcy and things like that, like Lunia, you know, I've been hanging out on fashion TikTok. Why do they not have an inventory planner? Like, do they, I don't understand how people that have product-based businesses don't understand they need an inventory planner. They need a buying plan and they need to like be financially controlled a little bit more. This is not like, oh, we have all this money in the bank. Let's go out and spend it on inventory. And I think for some of you guys that listen, you're like, Emily, I have like $1,000 a month to spend on inventory. And let me tell you, that's a great place to be because I think that when we have all this money to throw at a problem or a business or a solution or an opportunity, we throw all of it at it and we don't do it very smart. Like I am seriously, I'm so scrappy and I've always been scrappy and you'd never know it because I don't think I talk about it. But I have been through so many tough times financially, business-wise, mental health-wise. I mean, if you've read my book, The Retail Mindset, you know I've struggled with depression and anxiety and so many things that just like my postpartum depression was truly like crippling. Like I look back now and I'm like, how was I a person? And if you interact with me with during that time, I mean, I doubt you noticed, right? Because I I hide it. I hide it. Like, aren't you good at that too? that's what we've been taught to do. We've been taught to hide our feelings. At least I have, you know, and, and you, you'd laugh because you're like, well, Emily, you're so expressive. Da, da, da. Well, I am optimistic. Okay. That's the thing. I could be deeply depressed and still be like, well, things are going to get better. <laughs> and it's just how my brain's wired. I'll be honest with you. And I am laughing because I'm so uncomfortable talking about my own mental health. But I've talked about it before and I shouldn't be worried because I think especially in January, 
we all get a little depressed, a little darker. You know, we just ended the holidays. We just ended this huge streak of making hopefully a bunch of money. And now it's January. Like January gets a bad rap. It really needs to be rebranded into January is rest, relaxation, rejuvenation. It's also like organizing, prepping, planning, and at a pace that feels gentle and tender and kind. And I have to take a deep breath because gentle and tender and kind are words that have become really important to me as I have a two-year-old now. And you're a mom. You know this. Like, kids just want to be loved. They just want to play. And it's like our own stuff where we just get annoyed or overwhelmed. Our senses are just like tingly and whatever. But one of the things I did this week, I taught a mindset class. One of my first in a while. I just honestly haven't felt equipped to do a retreat or a mindset class in a while because my mindset has been terrible. Um, I just, I haven't really been in a good mental place. And I say that to myself with love because like I just kept going, you know, like I just, that's how I, I just soldier on. And I was joking with my mom. She was like, oh my gosh, I'm like, this is like really hard. The thing you went through yesterday is like, that's crazy. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm so good at gaslighting myself. Ha ha ha. But like, honestly, that's the thing is I am really good at being like, everything's fine. And I think a lot of it is that I'm optimistic. I think I like truly am an optimistic person. And I think some of that starts to kick in when things get hard. But I also think it's really toxic. And it's something I'm trying to just work through a lot of my feelings and a lot of like what's happened in the past two years. I I've genuinely, you know, I always, I always, I hope in the past before becoming a mom, I was nice to you if you're a mom. I hope I was nice to you. I really tried to always be patient and kind when there were kids in the background. And like, I I genuinely like don't really care, you know, even before I had a kid. Now my level of empathy and the compassion for which I have for you as a woman and a mom running a business on top of everything else you have. I mean, it's just like so deep. It's so, oof. it punches me in the gut and it just makes my heart swell because it's so hard to run a business with a kid. It really is. And I'm going to be honest, I think it's particularly hard. And this is not to like put down anyone who had kids and then had a business. It's just, I I do think it's different though. Like getting used to having another person in your space is way different than just running a business. Like I could run a business all day long, whenever I wanted, however I wanted, we could travel, do whatever we wanted. Right. And while we still can do that now, there's another person to consider. There's another human to consider. And their considerations sometimes are quite different than our own. And so navigating that has been a real opportunity for me to look and see where in my business things are working, things are not working. What do I want to do? Where do I want to grow? And, you know, my mission always remains the same. Like I, 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 I'm so focused on helping boutiques product sellers, wholesalers. Like I just, I think it's really for me, like retailers doing under 5 million. I think that's like sort of my image. I don't care what you sell. I don't care how you sell it. I mean, it's retail is retail is retail, right? My strategies and like what I teach are going to work for you, whether you're selling crystals and spiritual books from a brick and mortar, or you're selling clothing and accessories out of a truck or kids clothes at pop-ups. Like it's all the same. It's all the same. And using the word boutique has really put me in this like very narrow category, which sometimes I'm like, I don't like it because it people who are like call themselves retailers won't even look at my work, right? 
it does niche me down. And then at the other hand, I'm like, well, but boutiques can find me really easily. And they know that I love and support them. And right. Like, so there's a funny little line there. And I think if you are, if you are someone that considers yourself a retailer and you're here, like, I'm so happy you are because the amount of times that I've tried to rebrand or like think about other things, it's just, I don't want to operate in the retail space. Okay. Like, and this is going to sound really silly, but I, I think this can define it better. So where I see retail and boutiques being really different is retail feels really big. Like there's coming up as this national retail federation show and NFR, NRF, whatever. And all these people who call like our retail, this retail, that their company has retail in the name. They're all going. They've all like all these people came out as like thought leaders in retail. And honestly, like I look them up. I, I'm, I, I want to know what they're talking about. I want to know what they're doing. I want to, you know, maybe be on their radar. I don't, I don't really care. I just want to know what's going on in the industry. Right. And I have more podcast views than they do. It's really interesting because having a book and a podcast that have so many downloads, so many likes, so many reviews, looking at these people that are named thought leaders and this and that in the retail space, and they have like 30 podcast reviews or their book has like 16 comments on it. I mean, it's great. Like, again, I don't want to like put anything down, but it's a really weird mental space for me to be in when I feel like the metrics on the outside of the actual people I'm helping seem to be higher than some of these people that win awards. So it's like another reminder for you guys where like people that look like they're big time might not be making the money you think. They might not have the influence you think or they'll have the influence in the wrong space. Like to be honest with you, I think a lot of you guys like some of the topics because well here let me transition. This is kind of an update podcast just because I don't want to disappear. I'm not gone. I did like sort of disappear. I won't, I don't want to say I died. I didn't die. Like I, but I was very sick. I had heart issues. We had, our whole family was sick. It was the holidays. It was just, it was a lot. And maybe you agree. Like maybe you're in that spot where you're like, oh my gosh, that was me, Emily. Yeah. It's been hard. But, uh, one of the things that I am so proud to tell you guys that I've been asked to do is curate an education day So basically schedule, book, like decide topics for speakers at this show that I haven't ever talked about before, but it's called ASD Market Week. And it's actually one of the largest retail shows in the country. I think it might be the largest show because they have lots of products. So they have like an alternative section. They have beauty. They have white label. They have convenience store. They have fashion. They have jewelry. They have all that stuff too. Like you would see at Magic, but it's like it's different than magic. So you've seen me at magic. You know, I go to magic all the time. I'll be there in February. We're talking again about plus size. We're doing a plus size panel about how to get more plus size in stores on wholesalers, radars, the whole jam. So I'm, I'm psyched to talk to you more about that. But ASC market week, they asked me to do a whole day and it is so stressful and I love it and I'm honored and I'm excited. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I am really excited to be a sponsor for this day. It's all about small business and retail. It's on March 10th in Las Vegas, 2024. And I'll be there all day. So I'm really excited. And, you know, I do think if you are interested in doing white label product, beauty products, you want to go to a show that has like more stuff, maybe your general merchandise, maybe you have a gift store. This might be something that you want to come and look at. Um, I will be on there podcast too coming up soon here. Yeah, I'm going to be on their podcast soon, which will be interesting. You'll get to hear my whole story. I think it's a good podcast because she interviewed me about me, which doesn't often happen. So I'll share that when it comes out. 
But ASC Mark Week, I'm really excited about it. And I, you know, I was on LinkedIn like messaging people and I've been going through my IG contacts and just people I know and people I'd be excited to hear from and hang out with. So that's coming up. So that's March 10th, 2024. So I'm curating that whole day. I'm also going to give a talk myself um, and like a, I guess a keynote style talk. We have keynotes too. But anyway, it's a whole thing. I'm now like coordinating this event. But I haven't taught a lot of mindset stuff. And when I did this week, it was really interesting because I finally felt ready. I was talking about the difference between goals and tasks and routines. And I think one of the things that it's really nice to do in January is analyze your routines because that's where we fit tasks in. And Natalie Ellis, who founded Boss Babe Inc., she did a presentation that I watched recently and she talked about how she had to reorganize her whole life. Now, she also just became a mom, like I think a couple months after I did. So it's interesting and I enjoy hearing her perspective because I think a lot of the advice about time and scheduling and all this stuff, it comes from guys that maybe don't have kids or don't have to take care of kids or just don't have the emotional attachment as moms that you do to your kids. And so I actually really appreciated her take because it was from a perspective where I'm like, oh, she's totally a mom because there's those days where you're camera ready and there's days when you're not camera ready. And she actually organizes her whole schedule, her whole calendar around the days where she is camera ready or not camera ready. And I thought that was so interesting. So but she broke down the days basically. Like there was a, a time slot for errands, a time slot for photos, a time slot for sitting at her computer. It's just like, I'm going to sit and do all the work. And this is a lot of what I've been talking about in Sky's the Limit Boutique Business Accelerator. So we do talk about buy plan and we do talk about Facebook ads. But we also talk about getting a launch schedule down and doing a launch schedule. And because that's going to lead you to being in a position where you have a routine. And so instead of doing tasks in your business, instead of just saying, oh, I need to schedule out my social media, it's actually your routine. So every Sunday at 4 p.m., you sit and you create your social media and schedule it out for the week. Or maybe you sit once a month on the first of the month and you just you know create it and schedule it all or the first Monday of the month, whatever. That is where I think so many of us lack discipline and lack, again, routine. Lisa Sue Smedberg, she is the owner of a store called Story in Falmouth. And she gave this really good advice on our accelerator call, our sky's the limit call the other day. And she said, you know, I wanted to start waking up at 7.15. And, you know, this philosophy she had been studying, she was like, you just set your alarm for 7.15. And then you wake up every day at 7.15 and you just do it. And I do think that's that's a routine. That's putting a routine in place and just following the routine. And I think a lot of times in our life, that's where we feel overwhelmed. For me, for sure. Like I feel overwhelmed when I don't have a routine. I know there are like Saturday mornings when I'm recording this, this is my morning to be totally alone. Like Greg will take Adeline out for a couple hours and I can be in the house. I can roam around. And it's it's a nice slow day. I don't have anything on the calendar. I can do things that I need for me. Sometimes that's taking a bath. Sometimes that is like today I'm cleaning my office. I'm like organizing. I'm cleaning. I'm getting everything set so I can start really filming more videos because that's what grew my business last year so much. And that's what you guys love. You love when I do kind of video podcasts. And the whole system for me is recording something. And then I spit it out to podcast, YouTube, blog, email, Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Like, are you kidding? I was doing that for like seven months straight. 
And it's so good. It was so good. It's so good for my business. It's so good for you guys. You love the consistency. And it's funny because like this week, a bunch of people are like, when are you coming back on the podcast? And I'm like, I'm coming. I'm coming. I just need to schedule in these. I need to get more routines in my life so that I can get more tasks done because my brain is not great at task switching, which like whose is if you are like you're a rare bird, I think. But I feel like I was in search for some systems to get these routines down because at the end of the day, if you think of goals at the top of your hierarchy, like you're so this is Brendan Burchard, again, like taking his work, I will always like tell you who I'm getting this stuff from because it's I like to see what everyone else is doing and then kind of pluck and pull and feel like what is good that will work for me. And that's generally what I end up sharing with you guys because I will start to implement some of this stuff. But one of the things I'm really have been wrapping my head around. And I think this has gotten me so clear because I love manifesting. I love writing down things. I love journaling. I love burning pieces of paper to get rid of my bad thoughts. You know, I love all that stuff. I love it. Something about this framework though, just really struck a chord with me. So imagine in your brain, four different words stacked on top of each other. Okay. And it's like a hierarchy of words. So the top word on this stack of words is desire. So like, what do you desire? How do you desire to feel? And again, I think it's for me, those desires are like, I want to feel free to eat lunch with Adeline when she's home. I want to feel like I'm taking care of myself. I want to feel supported. I want my body to feel good or, you know, I want my hair to look good. Uh, What are those things? You know, like I want to have my nails done, whatever. Again, it can be anything from work related, but like, I want to feel productive in my work. I want to feel supported in my work. I want to feel right. Like what are those desires? Okay. That's at the top of this hierarchy of words. Underneath that is your goals. So what kind of goals do you have to set to get to that desire? And again, I'm teaching straight Brendan Burchard. Okay. I took this webinar that he did on New Year's Day and I've been watching it and I love it. Taking notes. It's like a four hour thing. So I'm distilling it, the favorite part for you here. So the second part is goals. How do your goals align with your desires? So, okay, I want to feel like I can eat lunch with Adeline. So what is it going to actually take to do that? Well, the goal would be to never have a meeting during lunch. When it when does she eat lunch? Da, 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 right? On those days where she's home. So I will put that in my calendar and it next becomes a routine. So the goal is to eat with Adeline. I want to eat with her. And that is because my desire is to spend more time with her, more focused, like present time, right? So that means I can translate that as a goal of I want to eat lunch with her four times a week, okay? How do I do that? A routine that I can put in place. So that's the third word down in this hierarchy, okay? So we started with desires, then next is goals, and the underneath that, we're putting in the routine. So the routine is going to be, I don't have you know, my noon to 1 p.m. is never booked or my 12.30 to 1.30 is never booked. That's when she generally eats lunch. So I never have anything on the calendar for then. Fine. So what is the task? And this is the the fourth layer is what is the task that's going to get me to that routine? What do I need to sort of put in place and complete like the check? What am I going to check off on the box of to-dos? So that might mean going into Calendly or into my Gmail calendar and blocking out that time and saying like nothing booked on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday or something. Okay. Now those tasks are things that get done. And I think this is how I want to think about it is like once those tasks get put into the routine, then 
slowly because the routine is implemented, I'm going to reach my goals. So we're going back up the hierarchy now, right? By hitting those goals, I'm living my desired life, right? So again, from the bottom, it's tasks. Above that is routine. Above that is goals. And above that is desires. Okay, so we filter down to understand where we want to go. And then we filter back up to see how we're going to get there. It's a really nice system. And it's what I've decided I'm implementing this year or like at least for the next three weeks. <laughs> I'm joking. That's a bit. Um, so, but, but for real, okay, I need something to help me be more disciplined. That is a word that I really need to lean into. And I think having more discipline, to be honest with you, is going to pull me out of the depression, out of the, you know, a friend said to me, Emily, the reason our bodies get sick and depressed is because like if we didn't have to slow down, we would just keep going. We need to slow down. There's a reason that bears hibernate in the winter, like right now. Like there's there's no food outside. There's nothing to do. We don't need energy. We don't have energy. Use this time to recoup yourself. You can still sell. You can still do your launches, your live streams. Still do it, right? But take the pressure off at least. Give yourself a little bit of a break. You don't need to set these big goals and make these huge vision boards. You are allowed to go slow and go at your pace. The amount of pressure we put on ourselves to push, 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 that's not going to get you anywhere. Let's be smarter. Let's move slower. Let's be more decisive about what we're doing. Because let me tell you something. That's my alarm. I set an alarm so I knew what time it was. I could finish up and move on to the next thing. This is the routine, right? I'm implementing the routine. What are you going to actually be able to implement? And how can you back off your expectation from that implementation? So while I'm cleaning my room here, my expectation is like it needs to be clean. You know, I like need to get the dust up. I need to move some things around. But am I going to go through some of the bins that have stuff in them today? Absolutely not. Nope. Nope. No, no, no. That would, that's too much. I need to draw the line. Okay. And maybe you do too, because I have noticed that we love to work really hard, get really burnt out, and then we have to stop because our bodies just can't take it. So now, and I don't know, maybe I've talked about this in past, but like it's just a rehash of like, hey, let's not burn out. You know, I have a chapter in my book about workaholism, and I am a recovering workaholic. So I will be very clear about that because. I think that people make fun of, I, I think it's a joke in culture. Like when you Google workaholics, Google it, the movie about workaholics comes up, not a resource like Workaholics Anonymous to leverage to get support. And that's a real problem in our capitalistic society. And I don't want to go down that rabbit hole today, but I do want to remind you that there is a thing called workaholism. There are meetings online that you can attend that might be supportive to you. They were supportive to me. I know it's supposed to be anonymous, but I don't care. I think people need it. And I also think that we need to get out of the, the thought loop that we need to be working harder or doing more. It's just, it's, it's not working. It's just not working. And recognize that we're running a business. There are tasks that we need to do. There are things that we need to do. And it's good to stay optimistic. And it's good to know that you know, every year, like I, everyone's going to put things into your head. It's an election year. It's the world's falling apart. The world's burning. But it is. It is. I'm not going to gaslight any of us. It is not a hard time. It, it is. I was just going to say it's not a hard time to be alive. Look, I've already like reformatted my brain. I will tell you, it, there's some tough stuff going on. Okay. And 
what we can do and the action we can take is inside our home, is inside ourselves, is, is you know, picking and choosing what we're going to go after and what we're going to support and what we're going to pay attention to, okay? I want to encourage you to double down on loving yourself, being kind to yourself, moving slower, being more decisive, saying no to more people, taking space from people and things that don't serve you right now. Space. We're not making any harsh choices, okay, people? We're just taking space. We're setting this bubble up around us so that we can regain our personal power, so that we can step back into being the powerful person that we are. Because here's the thing. I logged on to Facebook yesterday and I was like, it's about that time of year when we see a few posts. January is so bad. January is so bad. Oh my God, January is so It's not, oh my gosh. I don't know how I can tell you guys more and more and more. If you're listening to this, you know. You're on my side. I get it. Okay. These people don't know me yet. Once they get to know me, they'll, they'll, they'll know what you and I know, right? Is like January is just a smaller percentage of the year. So what that means is we have a bigger percentage of time of resources to take care of ourselves. That's it. Okay. But I saw that post come up and I was like, here we go. Here we go. It's about that time in January. And you know what? I think that you don't have to subscribe to the like, woe is me. It's hard. This is no, the reframe is January is not necessarily for making big sales. It's just not. If you make money, great. And if you're in a spot where like you didn't save enough money from December and and November sales, that's okay. Go out and sell some stuff. Come on. You get turned it around, okay? But you are immediately giving your power away to an ethereal month of January that random people made up 200 years ago. I don't know. Whenever the calendar came about, probably longer than 200 years, huh? Whoa. But like for real, okay? Be effing for real, okay? Be really, really, really real with yourself. January is not for having big sales unless you're in a tropical place, unless you focus on resort, okay? Like there's going to be exceptions to the rule. If you're on the other side of the planet, yeah, okay, we get it. It's summer where you are. Cool. It should be higher. But in most parts of the world, January is this sort of like hibernation month. We like need the time to rejuvenate, to, to replenish. And soon enough, in the darkness of winter, we're going to see all the hearts and cupids and flowers and red and pink and bright colors of Valentine's Day. That's what like gets us excited. It gives us that peak into spring where we have bunnies and eggs and you know, rebirth, like true rebirth. Okay. So don't pigeonhole yourself into this place where it's January. So you need to lose weight, get organized, revamp your house. Like, stop, stop, take a break, go see a movie. Mean Girls just came out. Go see Mean Girls, watch Barbie again. Okay. Pull back your power. Stop giving your power away to a month, an arbitrary month on a piece of paper that someone decided is the day you need to now lose weight and hit your fitness goals. That's dumb. It's so dumb. It's so silly. It's a silly goose thing. All right, I'm going to wrap up because I think I'm on a tangent. I want to let you know all our courses are always open. We're open for enrollment for boot camp, blueprint, and sky's the limit because, like, that's what we do over here. I sell courses. I want you to come work with me. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. If you need help, if you need support, if you need education, okay. I want to be clear. What I do is consulting. Okay. There's a lot of coaches out there. There's a lot of people teaching you what they did. I'm teaching you, yeah, what I did. I'm teaching you what I've learned, but I'm teaching you actually the professional retail industry systems that 
big retailers are using. And I'm showing you how to put that in your boutique so that you can make money too. You can be profitable. You can be a greedy corporation out there like everybody else. That's the goal, right? I'm joking. I, the, the, no, but for reals, like everyone wanting to charge the rich and, and, and have corporate tax break, like you can have corporate tax breaks. I just want you to know that that's available to you. When you decide that you want to become a corporation, you can take those tax breaks. You can get a G wagon and charge it to the business because it's the weight limit of a car that can be written off, whatever, whatever. So like those tax loops are available for you. And I want you to remember, like, that's part of also taking your power back this year is deciding like when tax time comes around and when you're looking at your finances right now, what big, actually big things do you need to shift? If you're making over 200,000 a year in your business, like you should probably be an S corp and like asterisk, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not an accountant and blah, blah, blah. But I'm not stupid either. And I like, I see how things work. I've seen how things work for many, many years now. I'm not a new young buck at the Rotorio. Is that the right thing to say? I don't even know. I'm not like a new car on the lot. Like I'm a little beat up. I'm a little older, but I'm still cute. <laughs> I know a few things. I've seen a few things. And I think that this is the year where a lot of you guys take your businesses more seriously and in a good way, right? In a good way where we make better decisions. I see a lot of you guys that follow me. You're doing it. You really are. You're you're putting forth more effort. You're designing different assortments. You're being open to changing logos or changing names. You're a bit like there's a lot that we can do. And I don't want you to give up and I don't want you to feel discouraged because it's January. Like January is like a throwaway month. And I'm sorry if your birthday is in January. I love you. I'm just saying it's one of those months where it's dark gray. And honestly, every day that it's been sunny here, I've been like outside. Every window's open. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I love the sun. I'm so happy. So I guess I'll just talk to you soon. Yeah. I don't know how to end this. I just wanted to blab to you and say hi and tell you that I miss you and tell you that more stuff's coming. And I want to see you at Magic. I want to see you at ASC Market Week. I want you to come out. I would like truly, if you think you want to come to ASC Market Week, let me get you hooked up as an attendee. Like I said, it's March 10th, I think to the 13th of in March. So you've got a, a little bit of time. It's in Vegas. And I think you'd be surprised at some of the categories that they have. If you want to do more consumer product stuff, I think it would be a really good show for you to do. So if you're looking to do more and different or whatever, or you're near Vegas and you want to stop by and check it out, let me know, okay? Send me a message. You could always email me at hello at boutiquetrainingacademy.com or you can just head to boutiquetrainingacademy.com and like all my stuff is, all the stuff is there, okay? Thanks so much for joining. I'll talk to you really soon, all right? Bye.